There's uh, nothing subtle about the theme in our readings today, right? In the first reading, you have the general of, one of the main generals of Israel's main enemy, uh, Naaman, who's sick and is cured by the prayers, quite literally, of his enemy. An extraordinary thing. And he's so grateful. He wants to uh, take home dirt, which... uh, People then, and a few times in the Old Testament, Israel's enemies assume their God lives in the dirt, right? So he wanted to take some of that dirt home so he could pray. He was grateful. In our gospel, we have the enemy of the Jews, uh, 10 of them. Uh, well, actually, we only know one was an enemy of the Jews, a Samaritan. Jesus heals them, and one comes back and says, thank you. Uh, Gratitude, 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 yeah? There is nothing weak about gratitude, and there's nothing voluntary about gratitude. We have to be grateful. And there is much we have to be grateful for. I uh, had a story, you know, first thing, you know, thank the Lord for the Lord. Thank God for being God, as it were, every once in a while, I'll say to the Lord, you can keep your job, you know, he's good at this. Uh, And I'm so grateful to the Lord for so many things. And I had a few of them I was going to run by you, uh, but the Lord did something last night that was so funny, I just, I had to do this one, yeah? That last night, usually I take my shower at night, And that's a skill you learn when you're the youngest in a big family, yeah? In the morning, you're vaguely aware there's a thing called a bathroom, you know? And uh, so last night, I woke up like 2.30 in the morning. I'm like, oh, man, I uh, didn't take my shower. And so I said to the Lord, because I didn't want to get out of bed, yeah? I haven't turned on the heater yet. I'm saving money for Jesus every day, yes? So I said, Lord, please make me up a half hour early. Yeah, I want to get my time with you. And I don't want to stink, you know, for God's people. (laughs) It can't punish you. 32 minutes before my alarm went off, boom, my eyes open. And I looked at the clock and I just laughed. You are a personal God. Yeah, just that simple little prayer, please. Wake me up. And I kind of hoped he didn't answer my prayer. I'm going to be totally true with you. Uh, Oh, shoot, Lord, you blew it. You know, uh, 32 minutes exactly before my alarm went off. I started my day off this morning laughing because our God is so good. Just that tiny little prayer. So, And I have more, but we're going to blow past them because I have other things, of course, that I want to thank the Lord for. And truly, I thank the Lord for you. That one of my first thoughts, right? Um, Deacon uh, Sean Costello, I don't know how many of you know him. He's a ridiculously holy man. He told me one time to practice the gift of giving God the first fruits of my thoughts. That when I wake up, the first thing I think of is Jesus. And I always, first thing, thank him for you. I can't believe I get to be your priest. And I mean that. Um, today, holy cow, huh? I don't know if you noticed, this is so awkward, they all wore the same outfit. Um, but our choir today, I can't think of the last time we got to pray with you like this. And my heart is just so full of gratitude to the Lord. 
I'm grateful uh, for your commitment to the sacraments. Uh, we have uh, the two primary, in, in my opinion, I don't know, is uh, mass and confession. And I don't know, now truly at MSU, those kids went to confession. Holy cow, yeah. Just on Thursdays, there'd be two or three of us, and we'd hear four and a half hours of confessions. And it wasn't enough time. Um, but between St. Mark and here, uh, we hear 10 hours of confessions a week. And make no mistake, we need to have more time. Uh, you are faithful to that sacrament. And it, I just can't thank the Lord enough. I've been at plenty of parishes where I took my breviary to confessions, my little prayer book, because I knew it was just going to be me, Jesus, and one sinner. You know, uh, everybody else, I guess, was without sin, uh, which meant I was probably doing my job. But uh, I thank Jesus for your fidelity to that beautiful sacrament. I do. It's not at all uncommon that I walk out of that room and I say, Jesus, I can't believe I get to be their priest. I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful for uh, this. Um, so this is my 11th parish, right? And St. Mark's is my 12th or whatever order you want to put it. But I'm the first priest you had to share with another congregation, yeah? Um, and this is the fourth time that I was the first priest that a congregation has to share. Does this make sense? Okay, it's one of the reasons I try to stay fat. You know, uh, that was funny. You, you don't find that funny. <laughs> two parishes, two priests. Uh, but honestly, that first year is always so painful. Uh, and, and it's a year of people telling you what you're not doing. Right, and, and you try to not be defensive, right? Well, now I'm at two parishes. Your last priest had one. And it, it's hard. It's hard on you. It's hard on the priest. And you made it very easy. You really did. And I am so grateful. Um, I'm grateful for your generosity. It's insane, guys. Um, it truly they use this equation to calculate DSA, right? And it's basically how many uh, people in your parish divided by how much money comes in. And then, I don't know, I think they sacrifice a, a chicken or something. And, and then we're given a number. And you may have noticed there's parishes that are bigger than ours that have lower DSAs. It's because you're so generous. You support a school and a parish. And if we charged, like at our school, the cost to educate, we wouldn't have any kids there. No one could afford it. And you make that up. And that's so beautiful. And just on Friday, I got this sheet I get once a month. Because of you, because of you, we distributed almost $5,000 in aid to the vulnerable last month and that that doesn't count the food right that's how many people and of course our people who do this are very careful we're not getting scammed or if we are they're doing really good and should get that money uh help with rent help with the heating bills help with diapers 
Um, I've never been at a parish that's been able to do so much for so many. You are generous. You're faithful to the sacraments. You're generous. I find you a very kind, kind, thoughtful congregation. And I'm so blessed. And I have a lot more, but one of the best ways to show gratitude is to keep this short. So we're just going to... But no, I am filled with gratitude for you. I mean it. Another thing I'm grateful for is a guy you may have heard of. Jerry Vinke. Anyone? Anyone know this guy? Yeah. So uh, now he and I grew up eight miles apart, right? He was at the corner of Volkmer and, uh, help me out, Dad, Bishop, which is ironic. And uh, <laughs> isn't that funny? <laughs> I was born on Loser Road. Uh, no. <laughs> And I was uh, on the corner of Ditch and M13, and, and, uh, which again, super ironic. Uh, but I've known uh, Jerry, we called him JV uh, growing up, but I've, I've known him for years, and I'm, I know he's a holy priest. And now I know he's a holy bishop, because last week he did our talks at the priest convocation. Yeah? So... Um, this was my 26th priest convocation. And the first 20, I hated with an intensity that would be hard to describe. Yeah? Every time it was, they'd get a uh, psychiatrist, a psychologist who'd get up and just tell us, uh, you know, you guys are a mess. And we're like, yes, we know. Yeah? They'd talk to us about stress and anxiety and priest burnout and all these things. And I remember, honestly, at one convocation just saying, why do we do this? Yeah? We're drowning, and you, you hire people to describe water to us. It's not helpful. About six years ago, a new person took over the convocations, and this year's speaker was Bishop Vinky. And he absolutely, positively tore it up. He was amazing. And I want to share with you, uh, out of gratitude, some of what that beautiful man shared with us. And his whole theme was on prayer. What he said is, uh, quote, the greatest gift a priest can give his parish is to be prayerful. Right? The greatest gift a priest can give his parish is to be prayerful. And I like that. I believe that. He talked about a lot of different things. And Father Lay and I sat down and kind of split up his talks. Well, what did you like best? And he gave three points and then I took three. So I'm going to share some of the things he said that really got me. Yeah, he, uh, he said he talked about obstacles to prayer. And he gave us three and then how to address those obstacles. So the first one he talked about is distraction. And thank God that's never been an issue for me. I almost got it out. Uh, Literally, my chapel, there's the Blessed Sacrament, and then there's a window, and some of you will get this. I have literally, in the middle of prayer, went, squirrel, uh, because there's a tree out there. And Anyway, I am the king of distractions, and I get so frustrated sometimes in my morning prayer. Uh, And he talked about that. And what he said, and two things about it, he said, one, often our distraction 
tells us what our idol is. It's like, dang it, you know. Uh, often what distracts me is a good clue to what my idol is, what I put above Jesus. And so I, I yelled at him for that. But then he said, uh, he told this, uh, the numerous stories, right, where Jesus just rando went up to people and said, follow me. You remember these? There's a bunch of them. And almost every time, if their name isn't, you know, Matthew, James, Peter, Simon, right, any of those guys, they always have a reason that they'll follow later. Well, Lord, I got to go sell this uh, property. Lord, I need to do this. I need to do that. Then I'll come follow you. Jesus' answer every time is, follow me. And, and that was Jerry, um, Bishop Vinky's point, was just follow him. When the distraction's calling you, don't overreact. Just stop and go, listen to Jesus. Go, hey, follow me. Follow me. Distractions are part of being human. He'll meet us there. And when he meets us there, he doesn't say, don't be distracted. Knock it off. He says, hey, follow me. Follow me. I like that. I don't know, know uh, in terms of, seriously, I no idea in terms of, uh, frankly, non-priests. But he said the second biggest thing in his experience, and I think he's right, that's an obstacle to prayer for priests at least is isolation. Right? A, a wondering who, uh, who's using me. Yeah? A uh, sense of like when people write a priest, they're either really happy or really angry. Uh, and I found that to be true. Um, you guys are wonderful. Uh, I've not got many of these at all. But at most parishes, you know, at least once a week, you get a ladder where you're like, oh, man. You know, oh, man. And it hurts. Because it's not, gee, we disagree on this. It's, well, you're a bad priest. Right? You're not conservative or liberal or whatever they want you to be. And as he talked about this, there were priests that, that were getting choked up. And what he said is the answer to our feeling of isolation is to remember we're not alone. And to remember that, that Jesus is in his isolation on the cross calling to us, join me, join me. He said when, when we're in prayer and, and we're, we're, we're struggling because we feel isolated, it's a great time to remember that Jesus meets us in that isolation and says, I love you now. I love you here. I don't love a future version of you. Yeah? The third thing, where'd it go? There it is, sorry. Uh, he said the third obstacle to our prayer is a preoccupation with our faults, our sins, and our past. Now, I don't struggle with faults or sin, uh, but I did in the past. Um, I'm a sinner. I got faults galore, and I got a past. And it's an amazing thing. He's right. I don't know about you, but how often that intrudes on my prayer. I'm not the man I long to be. I'm not giving God the heart I want to give him. I'm giving him the one I got. And it drives me nuts. And what, what he pointed out here is uh, he said, well, basically said it better than this, but we should then focus. We acknowledge our sins, faults, and failures. But then we just give them to the Lord and move on. Because they're not slowing him down at all. I thought of a quote from Saint, and I can't remember who, Saint Smith, uh, who said, our sins are the pebble 
His mercy is the mountain. Right? Focus on Jesus. That's, that's what Jerry said. He said, focus every time your sin or your faults or your past uh, become this background. That's not the Lord. That's the devil. Jesus is constantly going, no, no, look at me. I'm the answer to those things. He gave us this quote. Quote, leave your sins. Leave your past. I need you in this world that I love. Isn't that beautiful? Leave your sins. Leave your past. Jesus needs you in this world that he loves. So those are some of the points, right? It was four days, the poor man of talks. And you never want to give an address to priests because we're, we're used to being the ones talking. Uh, but he, he was beautiful, as you can imagine. And a lot of us found it to be an extraordinary and, and wonderful, elevating time. So I'm grateful for Bishop Vinky. So gratitude. I would love for us to make our lists. Hey, make our lists. You don't have to write them. If, if that helps you, I have to write them because I'll forget. I'm a spacey little man. Um, but what are you grateful for? What have you forgot to be grateful for because you're so used to it? What is it about God, about your spouse, about your family, about your job even, that fills you with gratitude? Gratitude reminds us of God's action in our lives. Gratitude reminds us of how good we have it. Not so that we can deny our pain, but so we can contextualize it. It's important to do. Today, as we receive the Eucharist, I hope we remember Eucharist is a Greek word, and it means thanksgiving, that our hearts are filled with gratitude for God giving himself to us through the word and through bread and through each other. May the Eucharist we receive compel us to be defined by our gratitude. Amen? Okay.